Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. And we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Watermark Students podcast. My name is Will McElroy, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. And I'm joined with uh, three other people. The first one is our co-host, Jermaine Harrison. Jermaine Harrison here, reporting live for duty. Come on. And then Hannah Spence, welcome. This is your first time ever on the podcast, right? First time. Happy to be here. How's it feel? It feels good. It feels good. Will, you kind of you kind of hesitated just now like you forgot what her name was. You know, I actually, <laughs> I didn't forget her name. I have forgotten someone's name on the podcast that before. That is true. But your your wife's name is Hannah, and That's I just true. said your last name, and so I almost said Hannah Harrison when I was introducing her. Yes, but this is Hannah Spence. But I caught it, and I was honest about it. Yeah. Congratulations, so, man. Thank you for your honesty. Thanks yeah. for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but anyways, our student guest is Blaine Law. What's up, Blaine? What's up, Will? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. Super, <laughs> say, this super is, excited to be here. This is not your first time, is it? No. Is there anything Hannah needs to know as a as a podcast veteran? <laughs> not really. Not really. I yeah, mean, just, I would say it. first time. Yeah. It's pretty chill. Come on. Second time. I think it's gonna be chill. Chiller. <laughs> chiller here. Okay. I have a I have a question for you guys. Uh, we were talking about this. People often wonder, what do you do at work all day? Well, what, what's a day in the life of a watermark uh, shoreline uh, employee look like? And I, this is what I tell them. I said the other day we talked for probably 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And I thought about it for hours more after that <laughs> about when when should you hold a door open for someone? Let's say you're walking into a, a <laughs> watermark. Let's say you're walking into a watermark or a church and you see someone maybe 10 feet behind you or 30 feet behind you, how how close do they need to be before you open the door? Or Wait, just hold on, hold leave on. I have, a, I have a pre-question. How did the what does a day in the life question lead to the holding the door slash the elevator? Well, this is what I think about all day. <laughs> I, I mean, it took hours of work to, to think about. You're just this, brainstorming. You know? yeah, that was just on your calendar for hours yeah. on end. Yeah. That's good. So, you do have like the four hours of brainstorming in the afternoon. I do. And, and this is what morning. I was. This is why we're talking about this because we <laughs> brainstormed it. All right. Let's keep going then. That's good. Yeah. What's your answer, Jermaine? How far away? Yeah, how far? That's such an awkward moment. Um, here's what I would say. It depends on the person and everyone just needs to be okay with the other person's preference. Me personally, if I walk into an elevator and no one is within 10 feet, I'm just going to press the button and go on up. There's multiple elevators. They can catch the next one. If maybe I'm walking in and I see them out of the corner of my eye, I'll look out, I'll hold the door. And if they, if they like start to do the slow jog, yeah. Then I'm like, great. But if they continue strolling and taking their time, I'm moving on. So, so you're, you're the opposite. You're like, I'm going to close the door. You're actively closing the doors. <laughs> I'm pressing the, you're the, pressing clo- the, the button. close button, yeah. which does not work, by the way. Anyways. Hannah, Blaine. I say, hey, uh, if you there happen to do the awkward little hustle to get there in time, just go on up. It was too far. It's too far. And yeah. even if that's me, I'm like, please just go. I don't want to 
jog over there. Yeah. Blaine, you have anything to add to that conversation? I've never really thought about that. I mean, I would all say it's just circumstantial of just yeah. like what's going on. But thinking about it, I would say probably more than 10 feet. I'd say if they're, if their head is down on their phones, no, nah, like let them run into the door. <laughs> but yeah. uh, just, I, if, but if you make eye contact with them, like hold, hold the door open. You got to hold it. It's a good way for a conversation yeah. to start. Yeah. But also you got to think of where and when you're holding the door. Like if it's at, I don't know, like a grocery store or at like a, some sort of venue where there's lots of people. If you if you start holding the door open, you're gonna be there a while, You'll be and so there. you just gotta mm. be mentally prepared that that's mm. what you're gonna do. So, yeah. Anyways. Well, those are great insights, and part of the reason I I asked this question is just because, fellas, for the fellas specifically, there may be a time where you're holding open a door for <laughs> for a lady. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You haven't even given your answer to it, and you're making the transition. Oh, well, my, I disagree with, with all of y'all's saying. I have nothing to add. Uh, and, 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 and so that's why I'm, I'm transitioning to our, our topic today, which is, which is dating. And, and you may find yourself on a first date holding the door open uh, for, for a lady. And, and so that's what we're going to be talking about. Before you even get there, I think a question that a lot of students uh, ask and even adults are asking is, how do I know if I am ready to date? And we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Colin Keaton was on the podcast and we answered the question, how do I know if I'm ready to break up? And we thought we should go back in time a little bit and say, hey, before you even get to a breakup, you first have to start dating someone. And uh, and so that is why we were asking this question, how do I know if I am ready to date? And the first thing I would ask or say before we even start start the conversation is just uh, one big caveat here is you're, you're probably not going to hear any of us explicitly say that uh, you shouldn't date in high school or that dating in high school is, is, is something that you should never do. But what we will say is that some of your parents uh, have said that. And if your parents have said that for you and have said, hey, uh, you cannot date in high school, then we we agree with them. We, we, we agree that your parents, if they've made that decision for you, then that's a decision you should honor and submit to. Um, but then for those who, you know, maybe have that freedom to date, or maybe, uh, even if you're in college or an adult listening to this, then, uh, I think that this will be helpful advice that, uh, Blaine has thought about and that we've thought about of just, how do you know if you're ready to date? Uh, and so Blaine, before we even answer that question specifically, I think it'd be helpful for like, why do, why do high schoolers date? Give me the average, give me a the dating scene in high school. Like why Why are high school students even wanting to date? Yeah, I'll give you the dating scene real quick, Will. Yeah. Um, I would say just an average high school student, how he goes about dating, I would say primarily it's about status, um, self-worth, finding value in a personal connection with someone from the opposite sex. So just, mm-hmm. and also like go back to the status part, just building, oh, I'd like, for, I don't know, example, dating a popular girl, I'm now popular. Mm-hmm. I'm super cool. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that, or that it's fun. Like no one can deny that being in a relationship, like having, you know, a built in, you know, quote unquote, best friend, if you will, is, it is fun. It removes loneliness as always someone that you can be in constant contact with or, you know, communication with, um, that you can do things together. And so, yeah, there's there's so many pros as to why, um, you know, 
teenagers date, you know, during their teenage years because of, you know, things that Blaine have said and things that I just referenced. Um, but uh, the it's the exception to the rule that uh, a relationship with a like between teenagers like goes well and and um, uh, ends up resulting in marriage, you know, 10 years down the road or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, so, Blaine, I think the next question I would ask you is, is this sinful? Is it? sinful to date in high school yeah um i would say dating itself is not a sin things that can partake inside dating can become a sin and are sinful i mean just if you cross boundaries sinful um if you're not respecting or sinful i would also say though because dating people find self-worth in it and it is a status the status of dating can become an idol in one's life mm-hmm. and therefore the idol the fact like dating would be sinful mm-hmm. that's so good um okay so you just said that dating it, it pretty much it can be sinful correct is what you said now i want to talk about how do we prepare ourselves to date if if it can be sinful but it could also be really helpful because i think the purpose of dating is just to state it clearly the purpose of dating is for marriage and so that's while it can lead to sinfulness, sinful things can happen into dating. Hopefully, if you're going to date, you're doing it for the uh, purpose of marriage and that you are in a place where you're healthy enough where you can uh, do that with with good intentions and purposely and in a way that honors Christ. And so what would you say is the, the first step, the first uh, thing that someone needs to know before they begin dating? Yeah, I would just say make sure that your relationship with God, like you're on fire for God, you're following God, you have having diligence in your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. What First, is that? And what would you say that looks like? Just daily devotion with him every day, daily dependence, seeking mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Would y'all add anything? Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is that first and foremost, your priority should be a relationship with the Lord and then everything else will flow from that. So if you have that right, it'll give you a correct scope to think about dating. I think just a helpful question to put before yourself as you consider if you're ready to date is considering what is your aim, um, why we consider a relationship with the Lord, because dating isn't a status to sit in, but it is a process. And all of those things help you ask the questions to process through that will bring you to that end result of, um, am I continuing in dating? Am I going to date in high school? And helps you set up, what will this then look like? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. So when you think about dating, like I'm sure everyone listening to this, this podcast isn't, you know, necessarily a follower of Jesus. And um, as lovingly and as gently as I can, I'm, I'm going to say that if you um, aren't in a relationship with Jesus, um, surrounded by community, you are ill-equipped to, to be ready to date um, because before you can um, relate rightly with someone else horizontally, if you will, like in, in a, in a, is that right? Horizontal is, is on the same level mm-hmm. playing field. There you go. You, then you, have, then you, you first need to be right vertically with God. And so, um, you know, coming into an understanding that God loves you, sent his son, Jesus to live, to die and to raise again, to offer you new life, new hope and a relationship with God, a reconciled relationship with God. Um, 
and a promise of life with him forever on into eternity, that is what first and foremost equips you um, to healthily walk through a dating relationship, whether you're 15, 25 or 55. Mm -hmm. So now I think another question to ask too, because there's people listening in here. I was one of them back a few years ago of, I was following Jesus. I had a relationship with Jesus and I was, like you said, Blaine, daily devoting to him. But did that automatically mean that I was ready to date? What would y'all say to that? Like if, if you check that box of, man, I'm following the Lord, does that mean you're ready to date? No. Why not? Um, because I'm even, for, I can even use my own experience being a teenager. Like, um, I was following the Lord as, you know, as I understood it at, at those points in time, but I was also still um, immature in, in the way I viewed myself. I was immature in the way I viewed girls. I was immature in how I viewed what a relationship could do for me. I was selfish um, and, you know, in ways that I didn't even realize it. And so I was getting into relationships for the wrong reasons. I was getting in relationships to, to feel good, to look good, to, um, uh, to have someone I can always, um, you know, you know, depend on in, in a way that's, that's unhealthy. And, and that led me down the path of, you know, years later having to like look back on some of those relationships, honestly, with, with deep regret Mm -hmm. And I've even had, I've even chosen as I've gotten older and walked closer with the Lord to have to, to write letters to girls that I've dated in the past, seeking their forgiveness for my lack of spiritual leadership and um, just general leadership in the relationship. Because while I could check that box technically as a follower of Jesus, um, I was dating in isolation and I was letting my own desires and feelings drive, um, you know, how I date and when I date and who I date. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say no, yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. I think that's so good, Jermaine. I think, I think what you said, not necessarily is a great answer. It's everyone who's ready to date is pursuing the Lord, but not everyone who is pursuing the Lord is ready to date. And mm, I, that would I preach will. Yeah. I think you can be pursuing the Lord and still be struggling with addictions still be struggling with uh maybe pornography or the party scene or other idols in your life or uh maybe you have a bad relationship with your parents or I don't know what it may be for you but there may be something that uh is just unhealthy in your life and that's okay to be unhealthy but I think if you try to bring a relationship into that into that uh, unhealthiness of your life, it's going to uh, cause you to burn your life up and cause you to burn their life too. Uh, and it's going to leave, leave some scars. And I think all of us here would just say like, Hey, we want you to avoid those scars. Um, let's just say someone does get to the point where they, they see the purpose in dating. They're like, okay, I do see that the purpose of dating is, uh, to prepare for marriage and to, to, seek a spouse pretty much. And then I don't think high schoolers are necessarily using those, <laughs> those <laughs> words, are they? <laughs> uh, but let's say they get there and then they genuinely assess. They're like, man, I, I have a relationship with the Lord and I feel like I am healthy. Community has spoken into my life and my parents have just spoken into my life and they have affirmed that, hey, I'm healthy. What, what steps would you say would be next, Blaine, for you? Because I've known you for a year and a half now, and we've talked about this and walked through it. Uh, 
what were the kind of maybe the next steps you took from there to prepare yourself for dating when you've asked that question? Am I ready to date? Yeah. And I think kind of next step after that is setting boundaries that we can talk about later. But I was just thinking about that of after mm-hmm. communities and parents and whoever said, oh, you're healthy. I think mm-hmm. boundaries are the next step before you actually go on a date to have mm-hmm. those set in stone before you take the next step in asking out a girl or yeah. 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 I think what I would add there is I just want to make sure we're clear on what we mean by community. Um, community speaking into your life. We mean specifically um, other followers of Jesus, maybe some that are your peers in school or um, you know, individuals that are older than you. Um, whether that be like a small group leader or someone at your church or your parents who are following Jesus and asking them, giving them um, the the right to be to sh- to speak into and allowing yourself to listen to their advice and wisdom on the, you know, your readiness to date. That's what we mm-hmm. mean by community, not just friends who are around and just be like, oh, yeah, you should definitely date that girl. Oh, well, yeah, that guy's super cute. Like you should date him. But like mm-hmm. people who. Um, have the same value system and the same trust in the Lord. And so they're coming from uh, the same source of wisdom and guidance mm-hmm. and truth. Yeah, I think you're right. Every, everyone has community. Yeah. If you're on a football team, you have community, but not everyone has community that can tell you the truth that you need to hear. Yes. The God's truth that you need to hear. And so, Blaine, I want to go back to, you mentioned boundaries. What are some, what are some boundaries that, that you have thought through before asking a girl out on a date? Yeah, um, obviously physical, which I feel like is a pretty thought of boundary from a Christian standpoint, I would say of just that's what people automatically think of. And um, I would just say, say that it's more of respecting her, respecting you. I mean, she's made in the image of God. She has a purpose. She has value. You have value. Um, and I don't Honestly, I think of uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, which says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just to build off that verse, like your body is a temple, your body has value. Respect it. Respect the purpose of God, what he wants you to use it for. Um, And just... Like once you do something, you can't go back from it. And in the long term, like you're saving your body, you're saving for your wife. Mm-hmm. And I would say that anything you do in high school, you're going to have to, or college, um, you're going to have to say that to your wife and mm-hmm. whatever you do in high school, the boundaries are supposed to limit your baggage that you have for your wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. And uh, a very powerful verse for in our age where we're just in general as a culture very individualistic and let me do me and it's it's my body and so let me do what I want with it and what I will with it and God's word gives a a different uh you know advice or command it's like if you're a follower of Jesus you don't belong to you and like Blaine you just asked that great question of not what do I want to do but um what would God have me do with his temple um, that I'm a steward of. That's that's so good. Yeah. And then for two more, I would say the second one is emotional boundaries. Um, I would say a, a common term that's normally thrown around in a relationship is the I love you. Um, mm. I would say that t- saying 
gets thrown around a lot. And personally, I don't really, I find it super emotional. Um, and that just, it's not worth saying until you know that the person you're going to marry, um, and you're going to get down on one knee and engage. Mm -hmm. So I think in high school, you're definitely not getting down so I just yeah. say that that term super you have to be careful I mean yeah I kind of remember the first time seventh grade eighth grade relationship can't really remember texted I love you to my who I thought was my girlfriend yeah. and I remember my parents seeing it and my dad was just like bro that's stupid bro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. would you say no I love you's in high school yeah 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 I I I agree because it, it it does carry a weight and commitment and a um a, a connection that maybe you're just not ready to be making and affirming you know as a teenager and so yeah we're not trying to be legalistic and say hey this is a rule never say I love you but understand that it's not just a a cute phrase that you say when you're in a relationship because you feel good about the relationship in that moment it's a commitment. Um, that that phrase is a phrase of commitment, and if you're if you're ready to make the commitment, then great. But I would I would imagine most most teenagers aren't ready to make that commitment. Yeah. So that's you talk about physical boundaries, uh, emotional boundaries, and you you have one more, right? Yes. Spiritual boundaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna suspense, man. I thought you were gonna say that, but all right. The third one for me, and I think, um, kind of what my communion and I've set up, um, is spiritual boundaries. I would say, um, that spiritual boundaries are super important because I've, I've seen this Will and Jermaine hand. I bet you've seen this just leading shoreline, but there's always the few people that are new to shoreline, but they're there because their girlfriend's there. Um, and I would say that you can't build your relationship on God uh, based upon your girlfriend or who you find interest in. Mm. And also I think, even if another point for spiritual boundaries too is like if you are in a relationship, the intense prayer should be limited or just not occur at all because you obviously are that is super emotional and you're building like you're trusting God. Um, but it's, just to say out there, prayer is powerful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, what you're saying is you're 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 building spiritual intimacy with that person when you're engaging in, uh, you know, like prayer or devotion one on one. And you're saying that that's mm -hmm. probably not the wisest thing for you to be doing as you're knitting your hearts together emotionally and spiritually. Yes. Um, and just to build off that, too, of when you there is a chance you're probably going to break up with your high school girlfriend. If you want to listen to more about that, listen to Colin Keaton's podcast on <laughs> <Yeah>. dating. <laughs> um, but just this, and if you break up, then you're thinking like, Oh God, like he knows everything. Like he prayed for me. It didn't work out. Or just like, I don't know. Just, I feel like there's a lot of spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy that, um, can go south with your relationship with God after you break up or even during it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what you're saying is that if you, if you're following Jesus, if you are healthy and if you are following those, if, if you're sticking to those boundaries that you have set before and those physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries, then if you do break up, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard still, but it would be a lot easier than if uh, you had crossed those boundaries and if you weren't healthy and if you didn't have your security in Christ. Correct? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, Blaine, is there anything as we as we kind of wrap up? Is there any final encouragement you'd give to to a high schooler or really anyone that is thinking about dating and wondering if they're ready to date? Um, I mean, I think we've hit on it. I would also just add uh, a, a few more verses out there. One comes from Philippians two three through four, which says, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves." Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. So just that, um, like be humble in your relationship, respect the person and what they want to do. Um, and also another one is um, Proverbs eleven fourteen, which just talks about guidance and how mm-hmm. important guidance is in community and helping you make a wise decision. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Jermaine, Hannah, any last thoughts? Um, I think a good thought or a verse to add in that could be in a lot of areas as we talk through here, um, as we're talking about even like how high school um, students look at dating um, is kind of through a worldly lens of um, this is just something I want. And in Romans 12, it says, do not be conformed to the world. Um, So remembering that we're not looking to the world and what others around us are doing and telling us, which goes back to where we talked about a healthy community and what is our community and are they affirming that this looks like Christ um, and honors him and honors another versus um, just what everyone and everything around us is telling us? Um, I think I would, what I would add as my final thought, you know, even as I re- reflect on my time in high school and considering the topic of dating is that most people like me think of themselves as the exception to the rule. Like earlier on, Blaine said something like, you're probably not going to marry your, your um, you know, high school sweetheart. And that's true. Like the exception to the rule is, you know, the person who's been dating their boyfriend or girlfriend from their sophomores in high school and, and now they're married. That's the, that's the rare exception. The norm is unfortunately a trail of broken relationships, um, baggage, on health um, and uh, hesitancy in the future for for relationships and marriage that really gets its start in in our teenage years, particularly in high school. And so, my encouragement to every every teenager listening to this is uh, what Blaine shared is so wise um, as to be as to, to to consider the things that are are most important um, for you to reflect on before you get into a relationship. Are you ready to hold to that those spiritual boundaries, those emotional boundaries, those physical boundaries? Are you in um, a place where your parents uh, approve of or have given you permission and freedom to date? Are you surrounded by people to speak into your life? Like the worst thing that you can do when it comes to dating is to date alone or date in the dark. And so um, my encouragement to you is to date in the light and bring other people in Um into into that relationship or potential relationship. I love that. I think if I had a just to close us, if I'd add one thing, it would be that the world I think the world has taught us that dating dating for fun is fun and dating for a purpose is not fun. And the opposite is is completely true is that dating for fun often leads to pain and hurt uh, and scars. Whereas dating for a purpose, while the world will tell you that dating for a purpose is boring, dating for marriage is boring. It is so fun. And I know this because I've, I've tried both uh, as Jermaine just mentioned, I similar story. I've just have, I've tried dating for fun and it led to scars and hurt. And then 
I dated for a purpose and I met my wife doing it and it was so fun. And so if I had to encourage any, anyone listening, whoever you are, is that, hey, just convince that truth, convince yourself of that truth and remind yourself of that truth daily. You're not missing out if you're not dating. You're not missing out if you're not dating. Uh, and so Blaine, thank you, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. I really enjoyed it. These are some great thoughts. And so, guys, thank you for listening. And if you have any thoughts or feedback or if you just enjoyed the podcast, feel free to leave a review. You can scroll around on the app like I do and find the five stars, click those, or leave a one star if you really hate it. At least tell us what we should change if you do that. But uh, leave those reviews. Thank you. That's good. Hey, don't forget to hold that door open for the person walking behind you. Love y'all. Have a great week. See ya.